to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Well, unfortunately for this week, there really wasn't that much going on in the world of watches. So, for this week's episode, we're filling our time talking about the age-old debate. Well, maybe the debate of about 24 hours ago. But I'm sure you guessed it, or you just looked at the episode title. We're talking straps. More specifically, if you had one type of strap or bracelet to choose for your watches for the summer, what would it be? So get ready and sit back, because it's time for another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 78 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Uh, we got everybody here for the second week in a row. Uh, no guests this time, uh, covering a uh, few a few things, few exciting things uh, here with the group. Uh, a little bit of an interesting topic at the end. And of course, uh, I think we got some fresh forum finds or Spangler is still looking for his because I see him looking at a phone screen right now instead of at us on the video chat. But we'll get there when we get there. But uh, unrelated. Unre- oh, unrelated. OK, interesting. Uh- <laughs> I'm, I'm consistently playing a ch- chess game and trying to stay five moves ahead. So that's just my life. And that's what I'm doing right now. You see, the, the fun thing is that could be a literal chess game or a metaphor. And nobody knows. <laughs> Like we're we're there's a good chance it's an actual like virtual chess game. Um, would not shock any of us. That's why it's the wild. It card. wouldn't shock me either. Yes. So um, we might all be drinking the same thing. We'll get to that in a second. But Buzzy, since since Spangle and I have some other things to talk about, why don't uh, you kick us off tonight? All right. Tonight I am drinking a Manhattan made two to one with Buffalo Trace bourbon in Carpano Antica Sweet Vermouth, one dash of Angostura, and of course, two Luxardo cherries. Uh, with apologies to Debbie, I shook it tonight. I didn't stir. I didn't think that I had enough time. So get the shaker moving, get that thing ice cold, uh, served it up. Been drinking a lot of drinks with Carpano Antica recently. It's another delight. The only vermouth that I've had that is better than that was the homemade vermouth at Velvet Tango Room in Cleveland. I swear to God, that was the most beautiful thing that I've ever drank. So, but pretty close, pretty close. On my wrist, I've got my Doxa Sub 300T, still a Sea Rambler, still roll Ramblers. I uh, am. I complain about the loom on this watch uh, from time to time, although I do have to state it is good enough to be legible when you are putting your kid down to bed. And let's face it, that's what most of us need. Um, the the loom pip on the dot on the uh, bezel is still garbage and does not glow much at all. <laughs> so, but. But you can read the time, and that's good. And also, before I kick it over to one of you guys, happy birthday, Dad. This is birthday today. so Happy birthday, Buzz's dad. He's a good dude. Good dude. All right. This is a, this is a toughie. Evan or Spence? Hmm. Those are both good options. <sighs> I think I should say I should go because one of us has a watch that more people are going to want to hear about than the other person. And let's be honest here, it's going to be Spence. I don't know about that. 
I don't know. Yours, yours is is a different. Like yours is the one that I feel like less people will have and will be very excited about. And be like, oh, he got that. So um, it's definitely an out there one. It's not one that most people are going after. Yeah, but it's it's pretty. It's still like. I think it's one of those. If you want to go next, I think you should go next. But I mean, we're already hyping mine up. I might as well. Just we are hyping mine up. But what I'm going to say is, like, people are going to be like, "Oh shoot, he got that! I forgot about that." <laughs> so, like, I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, so, yeah. So, you can talk about what's in your glass first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. As I'm staring at this watch right now. Sorry, everybody. It's an, I know it's an audio <laughs> medium, but I'm just staring at this. Um, so, in the glass, just like Buzz, I'm also drinking a Manhattan with a. I unfortunately ran out of my Elijah Craig halfway through this pour. So it's half Elijah Craig, half just bare bone Buffalo Trace, which are two very good options. You know, yeah. I'm not uh, shooting on either of those. Two different distilleries we've learned. Yes, two different distilleries. <laughs> um, oh, oh, who? Um, uh, that was JD. JD, I yep. Think. JD, yep. thank you. Yep, yep. What's your number four, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Four of eight. Yes, now, yes, to confirm everybody, <laughs> Elijah Craig is Heaven Hill. Buffalo Trace is obviously Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace, yep. <laughs> Got that. Um, Enthusiasts, so not experts that. on everything. <laughs> yes, unfortunately not. I just enjoy drinking them. What a mea culpa there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in, in the last, I have a mixture of those two along with my and I still don't, I don't think I'll ever know how to pronounce this properly, but the the Koshi or Kochi Vermouth uh, Di Torino, I believe it's called Del Torino. I, I don't know, whatever. Um, just that's, I think, sweet vermouth, maybe dry vermouth. I, I don't know. Just that typical Koshi, Kochi Vermouth that you see around the stores. I'm not a big vermouth guy, as you guys can probably tell. I just buy it because, you know, it goes good in Manhattan. So uh, that's what it's mixed with, equal parts. And, of course just like Buzz, um, two of those lovely, lovely cherries, which uh, shockingly I still have. I've, I probably eat more of them than I have put in drinks, unfortunately. No, there's no, there's never an unfortunate when it comes to Luxardo <laughs> cherries. Some of our friends so came. Good. Some of our friends came over yesterday. I introduced one of my buddies to Luxardos because we had a couple of. Uh, pre-prandial manhattans and uh he was just blown away so i've just when i'm not spreading the feathered gospel i have to spread the gospel of the luxardos birds aren't real yes buzz buzz said it better than i think any of us ever could but for those listening birds are absolutely not real which we may get into (laughs) later tonight i don't know we'll we'll see who knows it it could take an odd twist (laughs) it could take a twist but I'm going to step away from that because I could talk about that all night. Um, on the wrist, though, like everyone has been alluding to, I did get a new watch this week. Some have obviously hit the fan and gone the way of a lot of the watches I've bought in the past. But uh, on the wrist this week, I have an international watch company, Spitfire Chronograph. What? From the lovely year of 2019 when they came out with their whole Spitfire line. Uh, so they have the chronograph, and they also have the three-hander, which which I believe also has a date. Don't quote me on that, but I think it might have a date at 3 o'clock. I think it does. I think it does, too. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, though. Um, and they also have a maybe a ceramic version? I don't know. 
Um, I know they've definitely got a UTC though. They have a UTC Spitfire. Oh, they do have the UTC. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one thing. With yep. the, the yep. UTC. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that one's also definite. But I have that on the wrist today, and you know I was looking for a watch that because I like to do a lot of well I'm gonna backtrack here. A lot of the watches that I buy, I I tend to take the cold Pennington route and that they should fit into the lifestyle that you have. And, you know, I have a bunch of dive watches and I'm like, I don't need a bunch of these dive watches because I don't dive and I hardly ever go to the pool. What is the point of having all these dive watches, you know? And so I figured why not sell those and get a watch that fits what I like to do. So one of the things I like to do is do a lot of overnight camping, backpacking, that type of thing. And so with that in mind, I came out with a set of like standards that I wanted to get in a watch to to kind of pick and choose from. So number one, had to be somewhat water resistant because, you know, sometimes I like to go down there and fish and catch fish and grill those out. It's kind of fun. And so, you know, you get your hand a little bit, you know, moist doing that kind of stuff. So I wanted to be a little bit water resistant. I'm not doing diving right. this. I'm not sticking it like also 100 feet in the water. You know, I'm not doing that. Um, so it has to be somewhat water resistant, you know. Number two, uh, somewhat protective. So sapphire, crystal, and crown guards. And this one sort of has that for the most part. Not crown guard on the... Uh, the crown but on the pushers yes sapphire crystal yes uh i did not want it to have a bezel because i did not want that to get scratched and plus i don't need any i don't need a tachometer or telemeter or pulsations i don't need any of that you know not what i'm looking for if i'm hiking or doing that kind of jazz totally so a guy that just doesn't like pulsations bezels at all yeah no just totally that's, anti-pulsation bezels spangler. <laughs> that's, that's anti-pulsation bezels. yeah no i just i hate them they're disgusting uh <laughs> And then thirdly, I needed a chronograph with at least a 12-hour because when you're going hiking, hikes can last a long time. And I want to get back before dark because Lord knows I've been stuck in the woods when it's dark and it's no fun trying to get back to your campsite. So timing that out was a big factor. And so putting that all together, I came up with this, the IWC Spitfire chronograph. And plus, I'm a big fan of anything plane-related and it has a lovely motif of a Spitfire plane on the back. And of course, if any of you all know IWC, their dials look just like a dial of any vintage plane cockpit. And from some modern plane cockpits that I've been in as well. So, I mean, the thing just fits what I wanted it to. I love the look of it. It's 41 millimeters. I want it to be kind of big. It has a day-day complication, which I don't really need. I think it, it's fine, whatever. But yeah, all in all, it fits what I wanted it to fit, and I got rid of stuff that I don't that doesn't really fit into my whole aesthetic, let's say. So honestly, it was a win-win for me, and I love it. And it's the first Swiss column wheel chronograph that I have ever owned. Uh, Spencer giving me a weird look. What are you doing? Nope, nope. It is. It is one hundred percent a column wheel. Hmm? Pretty, pretty sure you own another column wheel chronograph. Not a mean? Swiss column wheel. What, what do you think about the Speedy or what? It's speedy. No, it's, it's what is it? A cam? I think. No, I'm pretty is sure it's a column version? wheel. Is it not? I have the I have the eighteen sixty three. Oh, eighteen. Wait, hold on. You eighteen sixty one. 
1861 has its closed case back. 1863 has the sapphire on it. Because apparently there are some different yeah. materials used. But it's still man it's still uh been into space, it's, so it's it is space qualified. Wine. Yes. They, they tell wine. you they tell you about that sometimes. They do. Uh, I'm looking this up just to verify. Because you know. I believe an 1861 movement has been into space. At least the 1861 is space qualified, or whatever that means. Or maybe Fratello lied to me, but I doubt they did. Never. But regardless, uh, this is the first Swiss column wheel that I've ever had, and boy howdy, it's good. It is good. As our friends over at Hodinkee would say, feels like butter on, on on the tips of the fingers. But do you like the way that it plays with the light? I will say the anti-reflective coating does a great job. It also makes the dial look very blue on a lot of occasions. It's very strange, actually. I don't know if they overdid it on the anti-reflective, but yeah, it it plays plays with the light in certain ways that I just wasn't expecting. So essentially you are are down with Schaffhausen's finest. Yes, I Schaffhausen is the way to go. Although Glass Suta, you know, I'll get there eventually, but for right now I'm gonna stick with Schaffhausen. That's that's good. That's a good place to, to It's to a good place to settle. Life. Yeah. I wouldn't exactly yeah. say you're settling. Yeah. What what were there any other watches kind of in the running for your like kind of Ooh. reboot um collection yeah, reboot? I was, I, I was definitely thinking chronograph centered watch, right? Uh-huh. Um, I obviously I'm a big Speedmaster fan, and I really and I've brought this up to you guys before in the past. I really like that 60th anniversary Speedmaster, the two nine one five reedition dash one, if you may. Um, I love I love that watch. I mean, obviously I don't think that would be very fitting to be an outdoorsy hiking kind of, you know, rugged watch just do the Sapphire crystal. It's got that tachymeter bezel in steel, which is definitely going to get scratched somehow by me. I know I'll know I'll do it. There's one thing I know in life. I will scratch a watch in ways. I don't know that I'll be able to scratch a watch, but yeah, that one was very much in the running. And then I'm trying to think if I really had any other ones to think about i don't i don't really know any others off the top of my head oh i think there may have also been a guitar in the mix too but i wasn't gonna buy the guitar so you know i stuck with the watches instead yeah 1861's a column wheel i'm like 95 percent sure based on all of the reading that i just did on google 1863 is a column wheel no i no because if it's flight qualified it's it's a column wheel Spence, it's a see-through case back. I can I can see the cam going to work in it. Nerd fight. I'm just saying, everything that I'm pointing to says the Speedmaster is a column wheel. No, the column wheel is only the 321. And aside from one other weird movement they did for like a 45th or 50th anniversary, they slapped in a weird Omega, Omega, or Omega, I don't really know what year it came out, column wheel movement in that. That's going down deep down the rabbit hole, though. Enthusiasts, not experts. True. 
Okay, Somebody's going to come right. back. You're right. You're right. Okay. I think you're right. I'll bet everything I own that I'm right. I absolutely know 100% okay. that I'm correct. Do you realize you're being recorded, Evan? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I know. Hold on. I love my Speedmaster. I know I know literally everything about that watch. Wink, wink. <laughs> it's been in some weird situations, and it has some stories to tell, let okay. me tell you. That's fair. That's fair. This okay. is my Speedmaster. There are many like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. I wish I was featured on that Speedmaster story so Dinky did a few years, maybe not even a few years, a while, while back. I I don't think that was Hodinky. I think that was Fratello who did the Speedmaster stories. Fratello did an article series on it. Hodinky did a couple of videos on it. Oh, fair enough. I don't think that they were that salacious, (sighs) though. No, I don't think they were. I don't think yours would have have been like, we can't air this. Dear this Speed is the after Ma- hour Speedmaster for the uh, the adult version. Dear Speedmaster yeah, yeah. stories. I never thought it would <laughs> oh. happen to me, but <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on. Should I? Let's get We're... this thing back on the tracks. Yes. Is there a track? Was there ever a track? There's never okay. a track. So just like <laughs> Buzz and Evan, I am also drinking a Manhattan. Um, you might have heard me mix a second one. I am also, I guess, like my compatriots there's at least partial buffalo trace product in all of our glasses spanglers is a bit of a mix um i decided to celebrate with a little bit of uh weller green label although i have more of that than some of my other bourbons because i'm still i still have a bottle and a half of that left from my recent purchases recent like six months ago at this point i know um we're dolan vermouth one shake of bitters and one luxardo cherry um, because I can never find them and I can't count on, I have to wait till next Christmas in May to get some more potentially, <clears throat> excuse me. So that is what is in the glass. Um, <laughs> Attitude like that, you might not get any. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying, uh, straighten up I don't, and fly I, right, Spence. I'm just saying like, I, I may, I, cause I can never find them. So I have to ma- I may have to wait until May. Uh, so I'm making them last. That's why I'm only on one. Um, and I also like to, I've been doing this, Get a little bit of the extra um, – I don't want to call it like juice or liquid because it's more of a – Syrup. Yes, syrup. That's – yeah. Uh, and get that in the Manhattan too. It just sweetens it up a little bit. Like that's the way to do it. Get it on the spoon. Get it in there. You know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what's in the glass. Been enjoying it. Um, and like Evan, I also have a new watch edition. And like Evan, it is also a chronograph. But apparently, I haven't done the research on the new caliber that's in this, but my guess is it is a cam actuated and not a column wheel. But I have on the new uh, Omega Speedmaster Master Chronometer (laughs) Caliber 3861 with a Hesalite crystal. Um, Just picked it up today. We talked about um, milestone watches, things like that, a couple weeks ago. I don't know. I can't remember whether or not I wished my wife who doesn't listen a happy ninth wedding anniversary a week and a half ago, but that happened recently, but career change, not really career change, job change, really excited about my new role, wanted to mark the occasion. And, uh, as per usual, um, buddy Blake down at Richter and Phillips hooked me up, got the, uh, picked it up this, this afternoon. 
this has probably got one of the most comfortable bracelets I have ever worn. And that includes a lot of different watches that I've tried on. Um, it reminds me a bit of the Rolex president bracelet also sort of mm-hmm. like a Jubilee, like kind of between those two. Um, yeah, just, uh, just absolutely fantastic. Um, I guess this, the, the, the job change was my excuse to finally pull the trigger and buy a speedy, but also they, uh, they really knocked, knocked it out of the park with this one. Um, it was really interesting while I was in there today. Uh, Matt, uh, since he watched doc was in there obviously, cause that's where he works. Um, but um, we were Buzzy and I were also just there for Red Bar Cincy. They had us in the vault, which was an absolute blast. So thank you to the folks at Richter and Phillips for putting that on. Ton of fun. Giant they completely redid you. the vault. Just absolutely an absolute blast. As per usual, Spangler missed it um, since he's not been to a Red Bar event. But he also missed this Carolina Watch Club meetup that he might have gone to in Charlotte, which would have been hilarious that he would have gone I to did. that. I know exactly where they were at too. Uh-huh, which is what's funny. Um, but – uh, he was it like Matt was in and as I'm getting, getting the watch sized, he comes out and he throws down, doesn't throw it on. He sets down very gently, um, <laughs> a pre moon Speedmaster that he's been working on for somebody in the area. Um, and Blake's like, he goes, he goes, yeah, I think this is like a 1968. And then from the back, I heard, I heard Matt yell 1967, um, 1967 <laughs> Speedmaster. He just wanted to show me the dials next to each other. And like, yeah. to be fair, like you can tell that this is what they modeled it after because the dot is over 90. It looks all, it's got the step dial. It looks almost exactly the same. Obviously the one from 1967 had a gorgeous patina on the loom plots. And apparently Matt was able to completely reassemble the bracelet that came in in pieces, which is just amazing. It was one of the flat link bracelets, just a gorgeous, gorgeous watch. But, um, yeah, very, very pleased with this. It sits, it, it allegedly it's 42 millimeters, but it does not wear like a 42 millimeter watch. Um, so like, yeah, this is supposed to be bigger than my Black Bay and it does not fit on my wrist at all bigger than the Black Bay. Just it, it's an absolute gorgeous piece. Um, this is going to drop on Speedy Tuesday. So it'll be my first Speedy Tuesday where I'm an active participant. Um, instead of using the hashtag, I don't own a Speedy. Um, I may or may not have the, uh, the Lego Saturn V rocket like that is on display behind me on every single zoom call that I'm on at work. Cause it's in like the little shelves <laughs> that we have behind the computer desk. And like, yeah, the thing's almost, it's more than three feet tall. It's unbelievable. I think you can kind of tell where I've probably gone with this post already. Um, just because that rocket's going to factor quite a bit, I think, on my posts on Tuesday from now on with the with the moon watch because why wouldn't it? Like, why not? I hope so. Yeah, it's going to have to. Um, so it just it made sense. Um, there was some dithering back and forth, but I just I kept coming back to when I tried it on. Like, it just it fit. It just fit. It wears so good. Like I like they just the bracelet taper, just everything. This just wears so good. Um, so. Yeah, I'm I am very pleased. So that's my new watch edition. That's that's how I celebrated my job change. Was the uh, Speedmaster the new one, caliber three eight six one? Apparently, cam actuated. It's coaxial though, right? It is coaxial, fifteen thousand Gauss magnetic resistance, and it is a master chronometer now. Which oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. first time, and I think this might be the first one that hacks. That would be it nice. might be. Yeah, it might mine, be the first one that hacks. 
Yeah, because the 1861-63s do not hack. Yeah. The Zenith yeah. El Primero does not hack, which is interesting. Hmm. But in fairness, hmm. I think the new one does. Um, and we've talked about that one a, a couple of times. The fact that the... I actually kind of like that I have the Zenith that has the old school El Primero movement in it because, I mean, it's got what... It's got over 40 different sized screws in it, which I get why they clean that up. But like, holy cow, <laughs> who designed that? Somebody in the Wait, in your movement right now, the old, the old gen El Primero, the old, yeah, the old gen El Primero still Oof. has like a, a new, a modern version <laughs> of that movement. And it has 40 plus different sized screws. Sounds like a special circle in hell for the watchmaker that has to work on that. Yeah, I don't think the service is going to be cheap in five years, but you know we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell your wife. Does she know about servicing? Did you tell her about she's, that? She's aware about like oil changes on a car, but these are premium okay, oils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, we're not uh, the one that I think will be closest might be the the Black Bay because I got that when Pierce was born. And he's going to be turning four here, not too, not too soon. So, five year service interval, you probably stretch it a little bit longer than that, but maybe not. Maybe I want to start it so that by the time the zenith comes up, it's like there's nothing else on the, you know. <laughs> and, and, and from what I've read too, like Seikos don't really need to be serviced, <laughs> and I got plenty of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll be on. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. You're, you're yeah. golden. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, 40 different sizes of screws, that's not going to make it so terrible. I mean, chronographs are really cheap to service, right? They're just so simple. Yeah, <laughs> God. They're so simple. Yeah. And I've, in the last year, I've acquired three. Yeah, that's I'm on guy, a bit of a chrono kick. It's the guy that likes his sub dials. You'd say that, but I also have six dive watches <laughs> so you wait, tell me wait. if i have a type <laughs> what's the other chrono you got i'm trying to think you got the seiko the speedy and then what's the third one the zenith oh the zenith oh yeah duh, the duh. one we talked about, <laughs> the one we're just talking about. <laughs> literally the one we were just talking about <laughs> and the fast drive. oh boy fast drive. my too. manhattans that are definitely singles or might, might be catching up to me here singles or triples whatever anyway <laughs> We should we should breeze through the fa- the the fresh fast form finds uh, quad F tonight so that we can get to our loosely decided upon last topic. But um, I'm talking. I'll go first. Uh, it actually did not take me very long to find one, which uh, I'm usually I usually dither quite a bit. But it's a uh, a watch that I saw recently inside Richter and Phillips as recently as today. Uh, tried on a different version of this and they wear really well. They're a bit thick, but like if you like a dive watch, you know that you want some heft, especially if that dive watch has a 600 meter water resistance. Um, I am talking about the uh, Omega. Yep. Omega Seamaster Planet Ocean 8,500, 42 millimeter. Uh, This one doesn't come with box or papers, but it comes with the crown and caliber paperwork. That's where he bought it through. Um, Black dial, fully black bezel, not the black and orange. So it's got the um, steel or gold or silver colored, whatever they make their, you know, their hour markers out of. There's a 12, 6, and a 9 on it with a dated 3. Also comes with an Omega rubber with an Omega deployant, uh, which is always a nice add-in. Yeah. All for uh, 2800 through PayPal plus 3%. 
So like that's fairly reasonable for that watch, in my opinion. Like it looks like it's in good shape, has your typical dust diver marks, but like I'm feeling like those of you who are interested in a planet ocean, like you're gonna wear it. Like you, th- that's not a watch you're gonna baby and be wearing. Like this isn't a Lana or anything like that. That this is a planet ocean. It is a 600 meter diver that you're going to just wear the crap out of. Um, so yeah, that to me for that price, you know, like I said, a couple scratches on the clasp there, there, he, he highlights a little bit of a, of a scratch on the bezel at, uh, four o'clock. I can kind of see it. It's not overly noticeable, but I mean, it's a pretty solid price for that watch, which that one I'm looking at the clasp. It looks like that's the one that has the, uh, push button micro adjust, just like on the new Speedmaster three or Seamaster 300 M. Yeah, just a just a great piece for a, a pretty what I would say a pretty solid price. So that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I, I agree. That's that's a nice price. Um that mm-hmm. that gen of Planet Ocean got like super thick. The originals were thick, but they were manageable. Um the uh the eight thousand series ones got really thick. That being said, I've never worn one, so I can't tell you how tall it actually wears because not all thicknesses are created equal. Um, Very true. But yeah, anytime that you can get a watch that also has like with the bracelet, but also a high grade, you know, rubber uh, with the plant, that's that seems yeah. really good. No box, no papers, but I mean. Can't can't save them all. <laughs> so that's and what I got. I, I am actually kind of amazed that they managed to lose the box because uh, those modern Omega boxes, Omega boxes are like pretty big, pretty nice, they are. pretty impressive. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think Crown and Caliber necessarily lost it. I'm sure the guy who sold it to him just didn't keep it, which again oh, seems weird because they're really nice boxes. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the original yeah. owner. How how the heck do you lose something like that? I don't know. Mm. Okay, All right, Buzzy, what have you got? Yeah, I will go next. On Chrono Twenty Four, there's the watch that Spence should have bought. It's big. <laughs> it's brash. It is as Chad as can be. A Panerai Radiomir Black Seal going for Ooh. the not so princely sum of three thousand three hundred and twenty-five American dollars. Huh. A, a private seller. Hitler might buy this. <laughs> <laughs> I've already blown my uh, <laughs> my uh, savings here, if you will. So uh, yeah, no more for me. <laughs> so the uh, private seller selling this purchased it in the mid 2020s from as he states a well-known reputable online dealer as an aside i i once had a colleague describe a location as being on the edge of a disreputable district so i I really like this whole reputable thing it it reminds me of like fun (laughs) times i also find it interesting that this guy bought it somehow in the future because the mid 2020s oh mid 2020 sorry okay that's a different thing mid 2020 is different than mid 2020 (laughs) because if this guy's got a time machine that's a good point i want to know why he's coming back and deciding to sell his panerai for 3200 bucks (laughs) also what rolex gets discontinued in five years i'd love to know that (laughs) 
I would just all of them. I would just wonder like <laughs> you can't actually buy any Rolex in five years. <laughs> like if you're only selling it for this amount, like maybe they're not totally lying to you when they say like inflation's a transitory thing. Mm. 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 Anyway, it looks mm. clean. Uh, no display case back. I don't necessarily think those were an option on this model. I will be the first to admit I don't know all the ins and outs. Um, but you know what? If you are want to wear 24 millimeter NATOs, but we're searching for a watch to put them on, that's like not a Longa, um, th- this one is for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the radio mirror. I like the luminar. I, I, I just I dig what they're doing. They're ridiculous watches. If I were in the buying mood right now, uh, this would strongly be in contention. Uh, seller does note that he's uh, selling it to help a friend out with uh, cancer treatment. Uh, so there's that. Uh, still, you know, do your homework, buy with caution because, like, there are wicked good fakes of everything uh, out mm-hmm. there. So, um, yeah, word, word to the wise is sufficient there. But yeah, Radiomir, thirty three twenty five. That's that's pretty good. All right, Spangler, what what do you have for us? Well, I'm going to go a little bit down market on price this week. And we were supposed to have a guest on who is actually the founder of this watch company. And, of course, I was able to find one of his watches on eBay because, of course, you know, if we're doing fresh form finds, you know that I'm 95% of the time going to find one on eBay. Well, uh, but it's for everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, right? That's <laughs> where I always go to talk about things. <laughs> talk about as in put in your bid amount for stuff yes Mm -hmm. uh but i found a blue dial brew retromatic which if you're looking for the brew retromatics um they came in four dial options the blue and the black were swiss movements the maroon or the burgundy burgundy green <laughs> uh, I, okay, I, I fix it there. Okay, good, good job, proud Burgundy owner here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Burgundy and the green are Seiko movements. This is a blue, so it's a Swiss. I I don't know what it is. I'm going to assume a 28, 24 something. Spence, you might know more than They're I do. Salidas. I think it's Salidas. Salidas. Okay. Either way, so the Salida 2824, whatever that's called. I don't know. Um. It is currently, it's got three days left. So obviously if I get this up tomorrow, which I should, it'll still have two days and 14 hours left on it for those listening. And it's currently only at 4.05 with three bids. Now Mm -hmm. I think possibly these sold for 500. So the Swiss movements were 495. The Seiko movements were 425. Yeah. So still under MSRP as of right now. Um, sellers get good feedback. Looks to have all of the links. And well, they have... And I believe these are discontinued now too. I don't think he's doing another run of them. Yeah, all right. 
So they are now discontinued. It's currently at four or five, two days as of when this drops. And as the seller says, in mint condition. So if you're looking for a brew, these are fantastic watches. They are absolutely killer. (laughs) Yeah. I might be maybe putting a bid on there for something very low. So you'll probably beat me. But, you know, if you choose not to put a bid in, you may, you know, let me get a watch. So if you, you know, whatever, it's up to y'all. Yes. Spangler outed our buddy, John, who is, he had a pretty busy week with his pop-up in Soho and the the drop of the new metric, which looks absolutely fantastic. So um, we will have him on here very soon. We're we're very much looking forward to having John on. Uh, We understand he's a bit busy with other things Mm -hmm. going on. Um, So there's, there's absolutely, that's, that's not trying to, to shame John for not being on tonight. We are very excited to uh, see the new metric in person one of us might be ordering one. Let's be real. Uh, the the two colorways he dropped are pretty stellar. I tend to favor the black with the white subdials and the orange and green, like tealish green. And there's a lot going on on it. It's gorgeous. It's a lot of fun. Like I don't know how he does it. I don't know how. We'll talk about. It. We that's that's literally for another episode. Hopefully as soon as next week, maybe. Not quite sure yet. Fingers crossed. Scheduling. Fingers crossed. We love talking yeah. to John. One of our oh, favorite. John's people. awesome. Love and, him. And, yes. and let's be real. Our friend Debbie hung out with John this week and hung out with Bro this week. Like Debbie <laughs> had a fantastic watch weekend, and she said that it's not even done yet because she's going to the Grand Seiko boutique in Manhattan tomorrow. So she's having like she's having a great time on her little uh watch sojourn, as it were. So at Case and Crown, <laughs> you live it up. You live it up That's for right. us, uh, for those of us who aren't uh, hanging out with you in New York right now, because you seem to be having a blast. <laughs> when, yes. When you and John were drinking Boulevardiers, that that made my heart so happy. That might have been bro. I think she did Oh, it was, it was bro. Okay. Yeah, that's she did, right. She did bloodies with John. <laughs> that's right. Well, if it's bloodies, you're talking my language. So yes. Live that like everybody's happy. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> happy. Yeah. <laughs> No, she's yeah. It's like three of our favorite watch people just like hung out with each other this weekend. Slash, I guess today is Monday too, so you know whatever. But yes, whatever. Looking forward to we we've talked about what John's new release was going to be. Now that we've all seen it, we are very excited to have him on the show. Yeah. So uh, we will uh, that, that more coming more coming there. Anyway, for the park, so, dude. Yeah, dude. Like mm-hmm. just absolutely, absolutely cool. And I think the new one is what. 395 with the um with the mecha quartz chrono that he's been using in the past like just yep just yeah yeah we'll uh we'll talk more but um yeah gorgeous absolutely gorgeous so we kind of came up with a very interesting topic to cap the end of the show off and uh spangler why don't you walk us through this this is your idea yeah so this was sort of an on-the-fly type of idea but that's kind of how we roll here so mm-hmm. it, it it works out for us and how the podcast is but we're debating tonight if there was one singular watch strap that you could put on a watch for the summer what would it be and that includes bracelets we don't want to just say straps yes like so yes. watch affixment to wrist yes so we're talking you know bracelets nados rubber straps two-piece nylons, you know, whatever, you name it. Pretty safe to say not leather. Pretty safe to say. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, if you one of you have a good case for leather, by all means, present that. But, yeah. 
I would never present a strong case for leather only because leather is so prole when you could obviously have your uh, your summer watch uh, affixed to your wrist by a nice nice alligator or maybe an ostrich skin. Um, <laughs> although technically, are those somewhat leather because of like the tanning process? I don't know. It's not a leather. It's it's not a dead animal to attach your wrist to your watch. It's I think either way, bad. I'm gonna like. I still think I'm gonna sweat through it, and it's still gonna get gross. So, regardless of the animal skin, I feel like none of us are gonna be trying to make that case. Nope. Yeah. Anyway. No. So Spangler seems to think he has the right answer. So I'm gonna let him go last. <laughs> or, or because. Mm, you want to let him go first? Yeah, because then we can hammer on him and then present our own cases. That's a good point. All right, Spangler, you're up. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone, this podcast loves to do no, the podcast shit on me. Umpire. The podcast umpire just made his ruling. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Buzz, like you said, I absolutely have the right answer. And I'm going to go first, and you're going to have to deal with it. That's fine. So here's the deal. Right. In my mind, there are three types, and I've already said at least, well, I said three, I said four earlier. I'm going to stick with the three because that's what I think are the main three summer watch straps that you should wear. Metal bracelet, not a strap, whatever. Attachment to wrist, NATOs, and rubbers. Rubber straps, that is. In whatever iteration you want from that. Now, here's the deal. Rubber straps are fine. I think they come in a a lot of different variations, and they're fantastic. The thing I dislike about them is also one that I dislike about metal bracelets is that I don't, especially when it comes to summer, I like to do a lot of outdoors. I like to do a lot of, you know, more on-the-go type situations. And I dislike the idea of having a loose spring bar and losing the watch that way, because I'm much more likely to do it in the summertime than I am in the winter time. And which is one reason that I like to think that NATOs are probably going to be the way to go here for this argument. Um, And let's see here. Obviously that is, is one. I do like metal straps, bracelets, but the thing is with metal bracelets is that you can't size them properly unless you have something akin to a glide lock. So obviously Buzz has his Manta. Um, somebody else Doxa. inserts Doxa. Yeah, the Doxa. Mm-hmm. Probably a couple other micro brands I don't know. So, you know, if you do have a metal Omega bracelet. Omega has a couple that are like that. You know, Omega, micro, yep. Mi- okay. Micro Helios. 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 Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, if you do have a metal bracelet with that glide lock, I think that is probably a very close second. Um, if not, it kind of falls in the category of the rubber straps, which even though they're very comfortable and way more comfortable than any metal bracelet will ever be, again, I'm just too afraid of possibly losing them, doing the kind of stuff that I do, which let's be honest here tends to veer on the side of 
shenanigans, let's call it. <laughs> Maybe some tomfoolery. Um, tomfoolery, yeah. Um, nonsense. Um, so having that secondary safety net of a NATO strap or Zulu single pass, whatever you want to call it on your wrist is good. Um, so obviously you can see what I'm getting at here. I, I am all for NATOs or single pass. You can size them properly. Doesn't matter if they get sweaty and you're not going to lose your watch doing shenanigans with it. So to your point, so this is either single pass or full on safety NATOs, not mm-hmm. two piece nylons. Yes, not two. No, no, okay. not not now, two piece nylons. The the Marine National style strap, the elastic strap, would also work in this scenario. Yeah, yes. You have I, to mount I, that I by taking the spring bars out, which yes eliminates the convenience of the NATO. So I think the interesting thing here is now, Buzzy, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Spengler's talking about shenanigans. And well, I'm, I'm, I am going to pistol up the next person that says shenanigans. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Shenanigans. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> what's, that place, what's that place with all the goofy stuff on the walls? Shenanigans. <laughs> so the high drinks that Spangler tends to find himself in. He's talking about his outdoor adventure type hijinks. So this is my in the woods. So this isn't good for So I, I, this is a segment of your nonsense, I feel like. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for the other segment of your nonsense, maybe, you know, just with the travel and other things, crowded airports, crowded train stations, you know, you know I mean, I, I feel like the old uh, cutting of the watch strap. This is a very, this is an area where the, the NATO Zulu nylon strap um, has a weak spot. You know, somebody, somebody seeing the, uh, the nice IWC on the wrist saying we, we should probably try to try to separate that from Spangler and the nylon strap is a very easy strap to cut. So I'm not saying that I don't disagree that I, that I disagree with your, your point because I do like myself a good, a good nylon strap, whether it's the double pass, single pass, two piece nylon. Uh, I, I like two piece nylons on, I actually per Cole's recommendation, put a two piece nylon on the SRQ 029. And that looks amazing. Uh, and actually mm-hmm. wears really well, surprisingly, despite being a very top heavy watch. Um, uh, objection. So that, that might be your, uh, obj- okay. Objection. I, I feel like, the sort of um, suave thieves that would recognize an expensive watch on an incredibly proletariat uh, strap are suave, and we don't have them here outside of maybe New York City. I think that would be more of a concern if Evan was a uh, Eurozone nonsense haver. Um, that, I mean that's fair. What about like what about like French Canada or the French Quarter in in New Orleans? Hmm. French enough? Are they French enough? We. Oui. I'm just saying. There you go. That's your answer. New right Orleans. There. New Orleans is a big one for him. So anyway, that's that was kind of. I do saunter around New Orleans more than I should. So. Just saying. Just watch yourself. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not wearing these around the French Quarter. Let's be honest here. I'm wearing my lovely old fifteen dollars Casio down there. There you go. Very good. Yep. Smart man. So here's the uh, other thing too. I, I will say, I like I said, I like myself a good NATO 
boy, Zach, since he's strap knows that he's got my order history. Um, mm-hmm. The only downside to that is the 30 to 45 minutes after you get out of the pool, because let's be real. It's still wet nylon on your wrist. Is it oh, yeah. like, like, is it, does that hurt the strap at all? Absolutely not. Is it waterproof to a degree? No, it absorbs the crap out of the water, but it dries really quickly and it doesn't stick. Like there's no issues with it, but it's like, it's still a wet piece of nylon on your wrist for like an hour. Yes. And is it, it annoying? Absolutely. Mm. Yes. So, I mean, that's kind of the one flaw. And, and unlike you, you do a lot of outdoorsy stuff. I do too. I do, I, I do tend to golf which mm-hmm. I don't usually wear a watch. I only wear my Casio because of, you know, I swing too hard and a metal watch is enough that it like kills my, the tendons in my elbow. Um, <laughs> learned that the hard way. Um, but like I do tend to jump in the pool a decent amount. Not that we have one, but you know, we have a, a membership somewhere where we can swim. Um, so like getting in the pool is a thing and I don't know where I'm going to go with this because I like having a bracelet on my watch in the summer, especially one that has an, like if, if you're going to wear a bracelet in the summer, like the ultimate one, it needs to have a very easy micro adjust. So like Buzzy's Doxa, his Manta, this other micro brand Omega that we all know and love um, that <laughs> Spangler's talking about other micro brands. Uh, my Seamaster has one, um, you know, anything like that. Uh, got the Pelagos bracelet. Yeah. Like knee plus ultra for that. Uh, Samariner, Sea Dweller, all of those that have those type of toolless micro adjusts. I think there's some Seikos and Grand Seikos that have the same type of a deal. Like those are the ultimate. The only problem I have with with a bracelet in a pool is most pools are brick, concrete, some sort of substructure. And to me, am I that concerned about scratching my watch on a daily basis? No. But if I am in a body of water and near an edge where the edge is concrete and brick and all this other stuff, you're like, there's a good chance that I'm going to be nailing that, especially with little kids. Like I got two little boys in the pool jumping in and like, I'm going to nail that on it. So like, that's, that's a bit of a concern. I think in that situation, then in my head, given those two, I guess I have to go with rubber. And specifically, if I'm going to go with a rubber strap, this is, I love the one that I got from Zach. A good silicone is good. And, and the Seiko one that, I, that came with my SPB is also a great strap. But I think my favorite rubber strap, the original Tropic. It smells like vanilla. Like you smell like cupcakes whenever you come in the room. It has a lovely taper to it. Fits on a lot of great watches. Um, they come in different sizes now. The original Tropic comes in, I think, a 20 and a 22. Not as many colors in the 22, but, you know, plenty in the 20. Like, I really think now that, now that like, the Tropic strap is the ultimate, the ultimate summer watch strap to me. The Tropic one. This isn't an, a paid advertisement by any means, but, like, I have one. I've worn it on my SPB. I feel like I want to try it on other watches, but it just looks so good on the SPB that like, I have, and I haven't, I haven't put it on it yet this summer because I know that as soon as I do, I'm not going to take it off. And I've got other NATOs I want to wear on the SPB, but like, mm-hmm. it's such a good strap. I think to me, a, a Tropic strap is the ultimate summer strap. That's, that's where I'm going to go. Buzzy, bring us home. All right. 
fantastic, fantastic cases have been made for for NATO straps, for tropic straps. And I can see the points. Um, I really, really enjoy the elastic NATO strap. Ooh, yeah, that's that's something mm-hmm. that uh, I actually wanted to put back on my docs tonight, but didn't have enough time before we started to record. Um, everyone, Which, in fairness, like, you should just always assume you have enough time, given how we usually record. <laughs> good point. Good. Point. Plus or minus fifteen minutes is yeah, only a good exactly. estimation. Here. Yeah. At least. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, not to derail you. <laughs> that's okay. That's 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 just life. That being said, I there's something about the stretchy nature of it, like it, its greatest virtue, the sheer comfort and infinite adjustability. It makes me think that it might get a little funky from sweat and stuff. For some reason, I'm a little wary about that as a summer. Uh, thing in a way that I'm not with with a normal non-elastic NATO. Is it going to be one of those things where, like, after a winter of not wearing it, you pull it out and it's going to, like, you know, your old favorite gym shorts when you put them on and you, go, and you're like, oh, I'm never getting that back. <laughs> it could, like, is it like that could be a thing? Like, I hope to God that never happens, but like, it's elastic. It's going to give out eventually, right? It's a good point. That's a good uh, point. But even if it does. You just cinch the adjuster uh, up a little bit, and and just you make do. Damn. And in fairness, they're like under thirty bucks. You probably just at that point in five years you buy another one. They are, so or you darn, beg Zach to make more. They are so darn comfortable. <laughs> um, it's definitely something you should check out if you have not yet checked it out. Um. Anyway, so that's that's a good that's a good point. Rubber. Uh, I still, Tropics are great. I, I still think that the best rubber strap um, that I've gotten to play around with was that incredibly thick one on the Marathon Seesaw. Uh, uh, also had that delightful vanilla-ish smell. But there is something mm-hmm. about the, it was thick, but it was also, um, you know, it, it bent really nicely. It was, it was supple. And it provided um, kind of a good counterweight to, to the head of the watch, which was like heavy and tall, but it all worked out surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I might go with that just because I've had, I've only ever had a, a knockoff uh, Tropic on an old um, Seiko 5 before they changed their logo to make the 5 look like the cool S. But sideways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't care for that sideways cool S. Not not one bit. Um, anywho, so so you know. That being said, like I think a fitted uh, rubber, uh, especially if you have one like an Everest that that goes with a micro adjust, uh, I think that's pretty great. But you know what? Those are cool. Those are super cool. They are also. They're not. Uh, they're not that obtainable. They're not. They're not made for a lot of different uh, watches. The ones that are out there are pretty expensive. 
And ultimately, I have to rely on my experience. I need to rely on the practical wisdom I have formed wearing watches through summers, through many summers. I mean, Aristotle in the Nicomachean Ethics was very big on practical wisdom. And you know what? Aristotle's big on it. I'm big on it, too. I got to go bracelet. Go bracelet or go home, especially if you've got a micro-adjust. Um it dries off quick when you go in the pool and get get it wet because any any of these options are going to be annoying the minute that you get out of the pool. But at least with a bracelet, you, you can dry it pretty quick. Um, it's going to be comfortable because if you bought a watch and the bracelet wasn't comfortable, like I kind of have to question why you bought it. Um, you know, most people don't buy watches with totally garbage bracelets. Um, I just, I think that, uh, that's what I do throughout the summer. Um, on my watches, never had an issue. I love it. And I also think that just at the end of the day, like, yeah, on the NATO or rubber, that's maybe that's maybe more of like an inside inside watches way to to wear a watch. But um, you're gonna do you're gonna be well served in most most all things that that you're doing in the summer with a bracelet. Like it's not all going to pools. You know, sometimes you're gonna. You know, be at work. Uh, you know, meeting vendors or clients. You know, you're gonna go out to eat. You're gonna go to mass. You're gonna do whatever, and it just—it's always presentable. Micro adjust everything. Bracelet boy for life. <laughs> so Let's there you have pause, it. Bracelet boy. So unlike our <laughs> vacation watches uh, segment that we did, we all had different takes on this. Mm-hmm. This was not pre-discussed. No. And I'll be honest, I kind of came up with mine on the fly. I kind of just, that's just how my logic worked. So I guess, what does everybody else think? This was a roundabout way, 30 plus minutes in to get to a weird esoteric topic. Um, that we all <laughs> have different opinions on. Um, DMS, don't DMS. If we made a mistake on the whiskey, please DMS because that was funny. That was really awesome. That, that might have been my favorite DM I ever got. It was like, hey, it's pretty sure it Spangler that that's uh, a Heaven Hill product. But, it's Heaven uh, Hill product. Yeah. Okay, JD. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you know, it is what it is. Um, I appreciate it, though. But yeah. So um, I guess that's what we got. That's right. It's been a fun, yeah. it's been a fun um, episode. There's, there's a big episode. Two new watches again. I'll have differing opinions on summer. It is humid AF again here. Um, although I guess next week's supposed to be better. It looked good in Cincinnati next week. Yep. It does, which means Spangler's probably not going to be here next week. No, I'm going to be down in the uh, nice southern humidity where it feels like 110 every day. I mean – we are in the point, south here. It's the northern. It's the northernmost south. But <laughs> I, let's be I real. Will go to my grave insisting that Cincinnati is the south. The other thing that I will say about it too, like 110 degree heat index 
103 degree heat index, can you really tell the difference? I mean, yes, to a degree, but like, I don't want to be outside when it's a hundred, when it feels like 103. I really don't want to be outside when it feels like 110. I just don't want to be outside when it feels like anything more than 95. So, mm-hmm. um, and it feels like oh, that yeah. on a consistent basis around here. Absolutely. So, yes. Big, big shout out to, to the guys that invented refrigerants and the people that were just down with thermodynamics. They figured out that the whole, <laughs> the whole compressor and condenser and evaporator thing. Um, yeah. Love them. Big yep. fan. Yeah. Yep. Uh, not fun if there's a leak in your air conditioning line, though. Uh, not this summer. Not two summers ago. Two summers ago. I got a little spot on my uh, in my basement from that, but whatever. Not a big one. Probably paint over it. Just lazy. Haven't done it yet. You don't want a line to freeze up because then you're like, wow, the air conditioner has been running for like a day straight, and it's still hot AF in this house. And then you're like, oh crap. Got a that cycle. <laughs> Got well, I mean, the a coil ice up. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. I learned a lot of those things repairing refrigeration systems with my dad, who I gave well, a so, shout out to earlier. Yes, you did. look at that; it all came together. Yeah, it all came together. The Incredible. funny thing is, though, like sometimes the weather doesn't allow that to cycle on. <laughs> sometimes oh, the weather doesn't allow that to happen, and that's when you have to be a grown up and know to uh, put your set point up. Well, we did that. It was already set at 75 and it still froze. <laughs> so that's, it was a bad that, week. That's when somebody else had to be the grown up and size the system, right? It wasn't even that. It was that there was a leak in the line, in the refrigerant line. So mm. that was the problem. Got it sealed. Got it <laughs> fixed. Haven't had a problem since. So there you go. That was a, a little bit of a refrigerant 101 there with Buzzy. Hell yeah. Anyway. Right. Just remember, if you're doing if you're doing repairs, I, I doubt anyone that's listening to this podcast is uh, uh, working on refrigerant systems. But if you do your repairs, okay, so braze up where you think you have a leak, vac it down, and leave the gauge, leave the manifold on it overnight, and like put a little piece of tape where where the vacuum gauge is, where the needle is, and and just mark it off with a pen, and then leave it. You know, go do something else, come back in a day, come back the next morning. Make sure that that thing holds vacuum uh, before you even think of, uh, of filling it up again. Because otherwise you're just going to be wasting refrigerant and fix the problem. And there you have it. The more you know. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That, all of the summer topics right there in the last 30 minutes. Got it all in. Boop. And there you go. And that's an episode. Episode 78. How have we done 78 of these? I have zero clue. It's amazing. Spangler hasn't, but you know. No, I haven't. Yeah. Spangler's like, I I think the only one that's on 78 is you, Spence. It's exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. It gives me an excuse to come down to the basement where it's actually significantly cooler than the rest of the house. So, anyway. That's the episode. Catch everybody next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We are enthusiasts, not experts, so don't at us. But you can find us on Instagram at whiskey.and.watches.com.
zeitswatches.podcast. Also, visit our website at zeitswatches.com. Zeitz is spelled Z-E-I-T-Z. <laughs>